During Jeff Sessions' nomination hearings for attorney general, fellow senators like Democratic Senator Cory Booker testified that Sessions' record on civil rights and voting rights contradicts the requirements to be attorney general. He will be expected to defend voting rights, but his record indicates that he won't. But Sessions promised to defend voting rights for all. I deeply understand the history of civil rights in our country and the horrendous impact that relentless and systemic discrimination and the denial of voting rights has had on our African-American brothers and sisters. I have witnessed it. We must continue to move forward and never back. But under Sessions, the Justice Department has moved further and further back, walking away from the Obama administration's years of efforts to combat strict voter ID laws. And there's now a clear indication that Sessions has not only abandoned any efforts to combat strict voter ID laws, but has gone to the other side. Last week, the Justice Department submitted a brief dropping its challenges to Texas's voter ID laws, the toughest and most controversial in the nation, and supporting Texas in a lawsuit that alleges the ID laws discriminate on the grounds of race. Joining me are two voting rights experts, Nate Persley, professor at Stanford University Law School, who joins me in the studio, and Dan Tokaji, professor at the Ohio State University Moritz College of Law. Nate, this case has actually been a long and winding legal battle that even went up to the Supreme Court. Can you summarize it? As best I can. So the district court found that the Texas voter ID law was unconstitutional under the 14th and 15th amendments as well as a poll tax. It also violated the Voting Rights Act. And the idea, the original uh, voter ID law was seen as intentionally discriminatory against racial minorities in uh, Texas. And so uh, that went up to the to the Fifth Circuit, which is the appellate court that oversees Texas, and then, as you said, went up to the Supreme Court, sort of, uh, uh, and issued a summary opinion. The the upshot of the sort of procedural uh, uh, changes until now is that the um, court has been asked to revisit its findings as to whether this was intentionally discriminatory. It did and said it was. And then um, the state of Texas altered the voter ID law to make it a little bit easier for people to register and to uh, vote uh, so that instead of just having strict photo ID requirements, you could sign an affidavit if you didn't if you had a reason that you didn't have a photo ID. So, Dan, what did the Justice Department say in stepping away from this case? Well, the Justice Department had previously taken the position, as the civil rights groups who brought this case argued, that the law was intentionally discriminatory. That is, that it was intended to discriminate against minority voters, specifically African Americans and Latinos. And the Justice Department has now backed away from that position, uh, which is not altogether surprising when you consider that Jeff Sessions is now the head of the Justice Department, but is rather unusual for the Justice Department, which generally tries to maintain consistent positions, even when then there, there is a change in the administration. But I think the signal here is pretty clear that this Justice Department is not likely to be a strong defender of voting rights in the way that the last one was. Nate, how different is the new version of the law? Is it still the strictest voter ID law in the nation? It's not. I don't, I don't think. It sort of depends on how it's applied in practice, and we don't have an election yet where, where Texas has applied this law. But you know, the, the, the story with voter ID laws is that in some ways 
you know, the the effect that it's going to have on the population can be ha had just by the enactment of it and by people knowing that there's an obstacle to vote. Um, if you have to then prove that it was difficult for you to get a photo ID, you know, very few people are actually going to jump through that legal hoop. And so one of the sort of critical legal questions as it now stands with this law is, did the state of Texas, by adding this additional sort of easing of the provision, did it remove itself from the charge that it was discriminating intentionally on grounds of race? And the Justice Department says that, uh, yes, that was enough to do it. Dan, what's your opinion of the law? Well, um, my opinion of the law, I suppose, is that it's probably designed to make it more difficult for certain groups of people, including but not limited to racial minorities, to vote. Of course, that's not the stated intent behind the law, but if you look at the pattern of states in which these kinds of laws have been enacted, they're almost always enacted by Republican-dominated legislative bodies. The conventional wisdom, at least, is that these laws are likely to have a greater negative impact on turnout by Democrats. Um, racial minorities in particular, including African Americans and Latinos, who vote overwhelmingly Democratic. And so I, I think that's probably at least a part of the intent behind the law. But Intent is a is a complicated question, especially when you've got a multi-member body like a legislature. I'm, I'm sure that there are some members who voted for this law in at least some degree of good conscience, believing that this was a law that was needed in order to promote the integrity of the rules and prevent voter fraud. So it, it, one of the problems, and we see this in the opinions that the courts, the lower courts have issued on this question, is that figuring out whether there was racially discriminatory intent is a really challenging thing to do. I've been talking with Nate Persley, professor at Stanford University Law School, who's in our studio in New York, and Dan Tokaji, professor at Ohio State University Moritz College of Law, about the Justice Department dropping its challenge to Texas's strict voter ID laws, walking away from an ongoing court case. And Nate, let's expand this discussion a little bit and talk more about what else the Justice Department has done as far as voting rights. Well, the administration has been involved in the area of voting rights in many different areas. So uh, outside the Justice Department, it's obviously now well known that there's this commission that's set up, uh, chaired by Mike Pence and Secretary of State Chris Kobach from Kansas, that is the Voter Integrity Commission, which has recently um, asked for voter data from uh, all of the states, many of which are not complying. So we know about that. Second, um, they have recent. The, the Justice Department has asked um, all the states to come up with um, uh, explanations for what they're doing to enforce the National Voter Registration Act. This is the what's known as the Motor Voter Act. It's what it is the federal law that deals with voter purging as well as voter registration. And so um, there's a question there is well, why are they interested in the in the purging rules that these states are um, engaging in? And then second or last, the um, not the administration, but but Republicans in Congress are also looking at the possibility of defunding and eliminating the Election Assistance Commission, which is the board that was established after the 2000 election pursuant to the Help America Vote Act and is one of the only federal agencies that deals with election administration. Dan, which of those moves or other moves that you know of concerns you most? 
The one that is the most ominous from my perspective is the letter that the Justice Department recently sent to um, the states asking for information about what they're doing with respect to the National Voter Registration Act, including list maintenance. And the reason why that is especially disconcerting, or at least worrisome to me, is that it suggests that the Justice Department may be pressing states to purge voters from their roles, and that this could be a first step towards that. Now, I don't know that for sure, but it's probably not entirely coincidental that this letter from the Justice Department went out at the very same time that the um, the Pence-Kobach Commission, this commission that is investigating voter fraud, um, sent out some requests to the states as well. Um, and, and it and it, it suggests to me, reading between the lines, that we may be seeing the beginnings of a concerted effort to remove voters from the rules. This is a somewhat less conspicuous issue than voter ID, but from my perspective, one that is at least as important. Because if you look at the empirical research, it tends to show that voter registration practices affect who votes and who doesn't as much as anything else. And so I'm, I'm really concerned about what the Justice Department may do in the future when it comes to voter registration lists. And Nate, of the ones that you spoke of, which concerns you most? Well, I agree with Dan on uh, that this is the most significant action, but, but part of it is we don't know yet what the Kobach-Pence Commission is going to do. Although it doesn't have legal authority to propose reforms, or it can propose reforms, but it's not going to uh, enforce them, uh, you know, depending on what they do at the back end of this process, that could be the most significant. It's certainly the most notorious in terms of uh, the amount of attention that it's getting. But the DOJ has all the authority it needs under the National Voter Registration Act. And so in terms of the effect, say, on voters in the next election, that might have the most pronounced effect. Nate, are you concerned about the 2018 elections? <laughs> on many That's dimensions. That's a very broad uh, question. I, I, I meant the, concerned about about you know voter rights and voters being able to get to their you know assigned polling places and sign in. Well, you know, midterm elections tend not to have big administrative problems because we don't have huge turnout like we do in presidential elections. Um, I'm concerned about sort of the 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 fog of war that's that may hang over this election because of all of these concerns that are leading up to that. But so long as we have the decentralized state-specific election administration system that we have, most of the problems that we're going to identify are going to be state-specific. I don't think that the federal government is going to be able to shape uh, election law in the same way that maybe they would hope to. Well, one thing is for certain that both of you will be very busy over the next few years because it seems as if we're talking about uh, elections all the time. And I want to thank you both for being on Bloomberg Law and Nate for coming to the studio. That's Nate Persley. He's a professor at Stanford University Law School. And Dan Tokaji. He's a professor at Ohio State University Moritz College of Law. They're both experts in voting laws, as you saw. Coming up on Bloomberg Law, the country's consumer watchdog is making it easier for consumers to sue 
banks in class actions, a move which is sure to be widely opposed by financial industry groups, congressional Republicans, and the White House. We've already heard from some industry groups and a congressional Republican about what they say is unfair about this new rule. That's coming up.